Previously, on Masks and Mayhem. The party is being held in the Wagner building, owned by Tristan Wagner, who is one of the people that we're tracking. Wonderful, I'm Tristan Wagner. This is uh, my little get-together. Oh, you don't know Adrian? That's Adrian Hughes. She, uh, venture capitalist, uh, kind of has her fingers in everything these days. They have to have a signal jammer here. I'm, I'm completely cut off. I've got no, no cell signal. Okay. When you're clicking around, you see a lot of references to different chemicals and pharmaceuticals, a couple references to some people you've never met but known posthumans. That's dangerous if they have a list of posthumans. But again, there's just all this pharmaceutical information that you don't really understand. I'm going to forward this to Betsy's email at Union. You suddenly feel the earth beneath you begin to shake a bit. As the rumbling beneath you begins to stop, Adrian Hughes calmly steps out of the building. Her dark bob haircut is lit up by the white hot light emanating from her eyes. And she reaches into her pocket and pulls out uh, like a little uh, pill bottle and takes one down. The uh, brightness in her eyes goes up a bit. Ooh, manufactured superpowers. That's what the schematics were. A person wearing a hood and mask calmly walks into view, grabs a bag of money, and walks off. That's the First National Bank of Riverside, and they lost exactly the federally insured amount. Wow. So I want you and Gemini to look into this. Uh, Sloan presses some buttons on his tablet, and you get a little notification ding, and it's a file about the results. It lists off a name, Emily Victoria Hahn. You go to reach for her, stumble forward, and as you do, uh, she emits like a slight yellow glow, and you actually slip right through her. Oh my god, what just happened? I think I found Emily's diary. You just start flipping through the pages and you can see the farther in you go, the angrier her writing becomes. A lot of it is just kind of pointed very heavily at her boss. Gemini isn't as adept in the mystic arts, but that's that sheer amount of power could be devastating. I can understand why she wants you to get out of there. Well, I'm glad I ran. But n- I'm worried about her now. A little bit. Is it all right if we take Alex down to a holding cell? I feel like that's a pretty safe place for him to be. Yeah, yeah, good idea, Myra. That's 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 the, probably the safest place right now for him to be. Awesome. I think I have, there's still some stuff here I dropped off for Ulrich. We could give that to him for entertainment. Aw, oh, sweet. Ruby really, really wants to make everyone in the holding cells feel real nice. Ruby sounds like a Hufflepuff to me. Probably. All right, so you guys are going to head head there? Yeah. Yes. 
It's the engineering uh, elevator that's the one that takes you down to sub-level four. Okay. And we have to use my special privileges? Yeah, so you can use your key card to get yourself into engineering. Awesome. And when you walk in, Frank looks up and goes, It ain't pretty, but it's done. <gasps> yes. Great. And he walks over and says, All right, so it got it has a little bit of a range to it. Not a lot. Uh, wish you wants to take it. Wait, what? Who would have better aim? What is the thing that we look at for that? Dexterity. Dexterity. Minus three. Dexterity. Funny thing is, mine's one. So (laughs) you should take it. Myra's actually like started training as an agent, so I think she'll have better uh, aim than I will, so she should take it. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to say we're going to take the manager to a holding cell. Are there guards down there? Yeah, we always have two guards stationed down there. Okay. Are we splitting up? Um, we can. Because I would probably take the weapon and go back. Yeah, we can if you want. And then I can meet you there once I drop him off. Okay. You might want to speak to the guards and ask them about Gemini coming down and taking Serena's powers. Okay, I think the best course of action is to split up to get this done most efficiently. Um, okay, I'll grab the weapon and head back to Gemini. I will get- I will ask Frank, because I now no longer have Myra, to es- to escort me down to the holding cell within the elevator. Frank runs over and just swipes the keycard and says, you can go yourself. Okay. Just hit sub-level four. Okay, I just need someone with a keycard. As the elevator doors start to close, the lights in the building start flickering, and then the power shuts down, putting you into total darkness for a moment. And then the emergency lights come on, and the elevator reactivates, and uh, Frank waves you away and says, go, as he pulls a pistol out of his uh, out of his desk. I am going to take my cell phone and call Myra. Well, wait, are you, you're in the elevator, actually, um, and as you're descending, uh, your signal becomes less and less and less. Because that happens in elevators. <laughs> yeah. Uh, especially when you're four stories underground. <laughs> Great. Yeah, that would be my reaction. I was trying to avoid using bad words. <laughs> We'll continue going down, and I no longer care if he has any entertainment. And when I get down, I will grab a guard and say, protect this man, someone is after him that can go through walls, and just shove him in the nearest holding cell. First, let's have Myra describe her experience. Myra takes the weapon from the very preoccupied Frank and runs back to the bank. When you arrive at the bank, there's a lot of, like, destroyed furniture and just, uh, like, scorch marks all over the place. And you actually see Gemini lying in the rubble. Oh no. Myra runs directly to Gemini to find out if she's breathing, if she's okay. And she doesn't open her eyes, she goes, Jack? Who's Jack? And her eyes pop open, she and she goes to sit up and she grabs her she grabs her ribs. Whoa, slow down there. I think you broke something. Where where'd she ah, where'd she uh go? Uh Emily, right? Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm trying to figure out. We need to get you somewhere safe, because you look very hurt. Where's the manager? Where's Where's Alex? Oh, he's safe at HQ. And Ruby? Ruby's also there. Good, she got away. We should get back there. Yeah, we should. Do we still have the truck? We don't. Oh, man, I don't want to throw up right now. Can you run us back, though? I can. Let's do that. Okay. Be very still. Do I have to roll for the grab thing, or...? No, I'm not going to make it right okay. this time. Myra runs back to Echo Base as fast as she can without hurting Gemini. All right. When you arrive, um, you come through the doors, and that's when you realize that, like, 
pretty much only emergency floodlights and, like, some red lights are on in the building. Ooh, this can't be good. And Lewis walks up to you, gun drawn. What the hell happened to Gemini? Gemini actually goes to say, I'm, I'm okay, boss, and immediately passes out. Um, do you think I could get her to the medical bay? Yeah, 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 get her there. Okay. And all of a sudden, Frank runs out and goes, Ruby and the bank manager are down in, in the holding cells. Okay, I'm going to take Gemini up to the medical bay, and then I'll meet you guys down there. Lewis looks at you and goes, you get her to the medical bay, you get down there, we're going to do a sweep of the building. Got it. You're able to get Gemini into the med bay, no problems, but the doctor isn't in, so you just place her down on the uh, on the gurney area, and she's kind of just mumbling to herself a little bit. Oh, Jack, don't... Uh... Did she pass out again? And she passes out again. Oh, dang, I was hoping to ask her about Jack. The only way to the holding cells is through the elevator in engineering. There's not, like, stairs? No. Okay. Myra heads to the engineering room and uses her new ID card to get down to the holding cell area. All right, so you get down there. Can I also say, like, I assume that that weapon that Frank made had, like, a strap and that I had it on my back this whole time. (laughs) I didn't know if you had it on your back, but I knew you had it on your person. Okay, yeah. Well, because I was also carrying her, so... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, all right, now we're back. Uh, Myra's actually with you now in the holding cell, Ruby, or in the holding area. Okay, uh, Ruby and Alex get down there, and I basically shove him into the nearest holding cell and lock it and be like, okay, guys, a post-human is after this guy, that, and she can, like, go through walls, and I, um, and I think this might be the most secure area, but, like, if she comes down here... Be prepared. I honestly don't know how to take her out until we can get a hold of someone who has a thing that's designed to hopefully take her out. And it's at that point that Myra actually shows up. Oh, thank God. (laughs) Did you miss me? I was so scared you were not going to come back here with that thing. Because, like, the lights were flickering like they did right before she showed up. Even though I haven't seen her, I feel like she's nearby. Honestly, she creeps me out. I appreciate your confidence in my abilities. What are we worried about? Letting down the king and our... And... Ooh, who's Yaradamo? So many interesting thoughts going through that dumb little head of yours. Ooh, each pill gives her a different power. Or what a crackerjack box of surprise. And she's just at the entrance of the building and she and Adrian starts to walk towards the three of you. Betsy is on the ground from being pulled out of the stream. First of all, how did she get pulled out of the stream if Homegirl had earthquake powers? I never said she had earthquake powers. You said she made the earth shake. Yeah. That's called an earthquake. So Betsy and Bernard, though, are kind of on the ground. You know, Betsy's holding her wound again. And Bernard's shakily trying to crawl out of the way as she walks towards all of you. What do you do? I'm going to, now that we are out of this building, attempt to sneakily try to use my phone to see if it works. Uh, yeah, you get a signal. I'm going to try to call Union. All right. Well, not try. Just take Are you trying button. to do it stealthily? Yeah. Okay. Uh, make a stealth roll. What the fuck with these rolls? 14. Uh, I mean, how, do you, how do you try have, to sneakily uh, call? I have union on speed dial one. It's just in my pocket. So I just have my hands in my pockets. Adrian reaches out towards you and the phone flies out of your pocket and smashes on the ground. Yeah, well, so much for indestructible Nokia, hmm? Yeah, I didn't say it broke, but it's, it just... You said it smashed into pieces. I didn't say it smashed. It smashed onto the ground. Okay. And she goes, no, no, Gilneck, this is just you and me today. Don't, we don't need any friends. Fun of you to assume that you have friends, Adrian. You can also see 
from a distance. Tristan is actually in the lobby, like watching, uh, looking horrified at everything that's going down. Ooh, so Tristan didn't know his little friend here had abilities. And that's one way to take that. Uh, so what are you doing next? Ooh, can Tristan hear me? Presumably. Okay. I'm going to yell to Tristan. Tristan, if you ever want Atlantean technology, you'll shoot her. Tristan doesn't have a gun. Oh, well, Tristan's fucking useless. I'm going to attempt to water whip her with as much water as I can bring across this here land from the Potomac. All right. Roll your water movement. 19. At Adrian's mention of Gilneck, once again, I get filled with anger and immediately throw my hands up into the air and bring them down in a smash and bring the water with me. All right, the water flies over from the Potomac. As Right as it passes over you, Adrian puts her hands up and then spreads them, and the water kind of curves in an arc around her. What the fuck am I supposed to do with this bitch then? It was a 19! <laughs> and she walks towards you again, but you can actually see that the uh, the white light behind her eyes is beginning to fade, and she looks nervous for a moment. There's a couple cars around you, and she actually runs behind one. Not so fast, Adrian. Well, now we're going to roll initiative. Okay. That's my fifth and one. You are not having a lot of luck today. What the fuck? And at this point, actually, Betsy and Bernard have also crawled away, and you can actually see Betsy choosing your phone. Oh, thank God. So is it just uh, me and Adrian? As far as you can see, yeah, she's the only one around you. All right, so it's her turn. You hear from a little ways away, from behind the car, you hear the shake of the pill bottle again. Goddamn. She steps back out around the car, the white light is back in her eyes. Okay, well... Sorry for the momentary interruption. Momentary interruption. And it's your turn. I mean, I can throw water at her again, but she's just gonna divert it. I'm going to encase myself in a force field and see what she's gonna try to throw at me next. Okay. Describe what that looks like. As soon as I see Adrian come back into my line of sight, I quickly throw up a force field in preparation of any sort of bullshit she might throw at me now. So you pull the water from uh, Potomac again? Is it like a coating on your body or is it like in front of you, like a wall? It's more of like a sphere around me. Okay. Picture Avatar before he was broken out of the ice. Let's see. Adrian actually walks towards you and goes, yeah, encasing yourself seems like the smart move in this case. But... Uh, actually, and she extends a hand, uh, towards your face, uh, make a will save. Fifteen. Suddenly, your mind feels like it's on fire. Okay. Like, the worst headache you've ever had, and it just feels like it's searing right through all of your thoughts. You take one damage, so it is your turn. Alright, I am going to try to yank this pill bottle away from her. So you're gonna use your water control to do that? Because you're focusing on an item, there is a penalty for that, because you're trying to focus on the item as opposed mm-hmm. to it's smaller. It's negative five as a range attack, negative two as a close range attack. Like just using my hand to try to grab it? Right. So it's negative two to do it that way. Then I'm going to charge her and try to snatch this pill bottle away. Okay. Uh, so yeah, make an attack roll. 22. All right. And so we both need to roll strength checks then. That's just plus my strength. Yep. 22. You snatch the pill bottle out of her hand and throw it on the ground, and the pills actually just kind of scatter around behind you. Okay. And Adrian looks, like, slightly panicked, but goes, It's okay, buddy. Tristan will have plenty more for me. As soon as I'm done with you. You assume you're leaving here. 
that's a lot of confidence for someone who worries all the time about if he's good enough to be an ambassador. Those are some words from somebody who doesn't even have powers. She raises her hand against you again to do another mental blast. You just need to... Mm, Will save. Will save. 20. You see her raise her hand again, and when she does this, her hand kind of glows a slight purple. But you see it coming this time, and you kind of mentally fortify yourself uh, just in time. And you feel your head tingle, but it doesn't hurt this time. I give her a smirk and say, it looks like you're running out of tricks, Adrian. So yeah, so she failed at her blast and looks a little shooken by that. Seeing as how I caught her off kilter, I am going to attempt to whip her once more with my water. Fifteen. So the attack hits. What is your damage? I was just whatever the... That plus uh, fifteen, actually. Twenty-one. So the water hits her and kind of slaps her around a little bit as it slashes at her. And she gets like a cut across her cheek and she staggers a little bit and catches herself. No smart remarks now, huh, Adrian? Hey, this is RC. Fandom and charity collide at Rebel Cause. They are a group of Star Wars fans dedicated to doing good in their community by raising money for the homeless. Co-founder Caden Stetler sat down with me to talk a little bit about the group, which is poised to expand its mission. We're actually right on the cusp of this awesome month. Uh, We have four events in the next month. And of course, the hope that this expansion continues. Hopefully an opportunity to actually maybe get like a food truck or set up something where we could actually feed the homeless like our crew is doing it. It's all about bringing a little light into people's lives. The best way I've learned to describe Rebel Cause is we're a rebellion of hope. Care to learn more? You can find a link to Rebel Cause at masksandmayhem.com support. And one of the agents pops up. He goes, did anyone say they were going to check on the generators? No. That's a great idea. All right, I'll, uh, I'll go check on that. And he looks at the other guard and nods, and the other guard kind of hoists his weapon up. All right, you go, check on that. I'll stay here. While we're down here waiting, I'm just going to go across to Ulrich and be like, hey, dude. Oh, I thought we no longer cared about that. <laughs> no, we no longer cared about getting him nice stuff. But I am going to warn Ulrich that, like, someone, like, insane might come down here. And Ulrich looks at you and goes, Ruby, what, what is happening? There's a post-human after the guy we just brought down here. If she comes down here, don't try to confront her or anything. She can, like, go through walls and, like, phase through people's punches and stuff, so. Oh. Just let us take care of it. I don't care if the evil sorceress one dies. We like Ulrich. Do you actually say that out loud? No. No. That is not a character. All right. Myra, do you say or do anything? Um, I, Myra goes up to the guard that's still there and she asks him if he saw anything, if Gemini came down to visit Serena and if he saw anything. Yeah, made me real twitchy. I was going to say, Gemini, she came down and she, uh, she opened up Serena's cell. She touched her. I'm guessing she copied her power. I was going to say, Serena seems real pleased about it. Okay, I thought maybe there was some kind of conversation and maybe she just, like, stuck her hand through the bars, but this sounds way worse than I thought. I mean, no, you can't stick your hand through the bars because there's a, an, an energy field. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's there's a, there's a metal bars, a metal net, oh, and right. a and metal webbing net, and then also... No, no, all of them have oh, these they do energy, all have energy fields. Did you... Was there any kind of conversation you overheard? No, I actually thought Gemini was just going to straight up push her over. I say she did that, relocked, the, relocked it, and then went back upstairs. Okay. 
I have a question about when one of the holding cells is empty, does it just look like an empty room? Yes. Okay. I'm going to ask, like, is the guard, do I know the guard? Like, I've come around the base a couple times. Have I ever met him? Justin Bieber. Justin Yes, in this alternate universe, Justin Bieber. <laughs> in one life, he's a Canadian pop star. In another, he's a guard in this holding cell. Agent Peter Andrews, ma'am. Okay. Agent Andrews, I'm, I'm glad you're with us. Oh, no. We're going to be we're gonna be fine. I was going to say, we got the best trained agents anywhere. In fact, I'd say, <gasps> and it is at that moment that a hand phases straight through his stomach. Oh, I should not have asked him his name. <laughs> <laughs> he looks down at, like, the big gaping wound and just kind of falls over and goes, Oh, God. Okay, as soon as I see that hand, I'm going to make it look like the holding cell with um, Alex is empty. Like, it's one of the empty ones. Oh, illusion? Yeah, I'm going to use the illusion to make it look like it's one of the empty ones. Okay. Um, so you're using your hero point to do that as a reaction? Uh, yes, using the second hero point. Okay. And that's when Emily goes, oh, hi, girls. Hello. Hello. Rolling it. Actually, I'm just gonna have us keep the same initiative as before. Fair. So in this case, Myra, you're gonna go again. Okay. What can I do? What can I do? What can I do? I have a weapon. Wait, real quick. Um, before that. Okay. Uh, that's when Emily says, "Oh, hi, girls," and you can see that like half of her face is like all bloody. The way that I picture it is, it's a strap and it's slinged onto my back. So right. The action of taking it, like drawing your weapon, would be your move action for the turn. Okay. Myra draws the weapon, aims it at Emily, and shoots. All right. Uh, you're going to want to make a ranged attack, uh, which is if you have any ranged attack, plus dexterity. Okay, so what am I? Uh, if you have any kind of ranged combat skill, um, but I don't think you do, uh, then it would also be dexterity. I and do. if you have any ranged... But oh, it's you do? Okay. throwing. Yeah, that wouldn't count for this. Dang, okay. Um, or if you have any ranged combat advantage. Advantage... No. Okay. So if I don't have either of those, then it's just what I rolled. Plus dexterity. Oh, dis dexterity is... Okay, so total is 13. You fire, and it emits a green beam, uh, which kind of lights up the whole room because it is pretty dark. Mm -hmm. But she dodges out of the way, and it goes, and it just hits the wall and kind of just goes... Whoa, whoa. Damn it. And she was like, you couldn't hit the broadside of a barn, lady. Rude. <laughs> All right, uh, Ruby, your turn. Okay, can I hold... I'm trying to remember how my parents... Can I hold the illusion and do razzle-dazzle at the same time? It's an alternate effect, isn't it? Yes. Then no. What does alternate effect mean? Yeah, so I can't do two illusions. That's just... It means it's a combined power. They draw from the same power source, so oh. she can't... At the same time. I'm trying to think of something... The only power I can do is make something. I'm trying to think why I can... You know what? I'll just put a box around her just to confuse her. <laughs> it's not gonna, like... Do I have to roll anything? Or you don't have to roll, but you have to tell me what your um, effect power is, how okay. much create you have. Create uh, rank is four. Alright, so describe how it starts, at least. The box starts shimmering around her. And she immediately does a uh, backflip out of it. <laughs> okay. In my head, the thing is I'm doing that to confuse her, but I'm mostly concentrating on keeping the illusion behind me up. Right, right. Yeah. Now it is Emily's turn. Gemini's not here, right? 
Because she's in the med bay injured. No, Gemini is unconscious. Emily runs up to you then, Ruby? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no one gets to lock me up anymore. Uh, fair. Ooh, damn. <laughs> Her hand starts like kind of shimmer phasing, like kind of going in and out between phased and unfazed with the yellow glow. Uh, and she swipes at you. Okay, do I have to roll anything? Uh, no, it would be whatever your, whatever your parry plus 10 is. Oh, no. So 18. Uh, so she swipes at you, but you jump backwards uh, out of the way. Uh, but you do see that it, like, caught the edges of, like, your jacket. Okay. And just sort of, like, phased part of it out of existence. <laughs> like, just like the edges of the zipper. Now I need a new jacket. And she goes, huh, you're quick on your feet. But I'm quicker. Myra draws the weapon, aims, and fires again. All right, uh, roll your ranged attack again. I could do math. 14. The beam actually uh, hits this time. The green light slams into her, and you see the glow kind of flicker and then go out. And she goes, oh, that's new. Yes. <laughs> it worked! What else? Are you going to do anything else on your turn? And uh, don't forget, you can use extra effort if you want to do another standard action. Like, you could do another attack. You know what? I think I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to be where I am and be surprised that Frank's invention worked. <laughs> All right, Ruby, it's your turn. You know what? Sorry, I'm going to try to put you in another box and see if it actually works this time. Damn it, Ruby! I think that's a bad idea, but... Okay, and she immediately dodges out of this one as well. God damn it. Be creative, Ruby. I'm just going to, like, move as much as I can across where there's, like, no prisoners, still keeping up the illusion that there's no one in the cell with Alex. Just move away from it so she'll, like, you know, follow me as opposed to get anywhere near him. And her face goes into a complete rage and she just points her hands at you again and you get that slight purple glow. She tries to do another mental blast. Nine. So your mind feels on fire again and you take another negative one. Uh, you kind of fall to your knees slightly. One, like you kind of, you end up kneeling on the ground a little bit in front of her. No witty remarks, but plenty of power to go around. Am I on both knees or am I kneeling? Like on one You're knee? You're kneeling on one knee. Okay. In that case, I'm going to thrust myself up as hard as I can and bash my head into hers. Okay. Make an unarmed attack check. Eight. So you actually, you go to headbutt her and she gets away just in time and pushes you back. And the light is slowly going away from her eyes once again. Uh, and this time she actually reaches forward uh, to grab your neck. And what is your parry? Plus 10. 17. She grabs you by the neck. Do a toughness save. 12. Like she was trying to choke you, but she doesn't, uh, it doesn't actually do any damage. She just has you like holding you by the neck now. Your turn again. Is she still currently holding me? Yes. Okay. Uh, she has me like that. Then I'm going to... Kick her knee and try to break it. Okay. Make another unarmed attack roll. 19. Okay. Uh, let me make a toughness save. You hear the knee crack, and she falls to, like, a kneeling position like you were previously. Now her hand, like, kind of let go of your neck, and it's just kind of, like, grabbing onto the front of your uh, tuxedo. And she cries out. When she cries out, she turns around, and she actually um, points her hand towards uh, Betsy. Betsy screams the loudest you've ever heard her, uh, and immediately falls limp on the ground. Is she alive? 
Uh, you can't tell from where you're at. Can I snap her neck? You can try a lot of things. I'm going to try to snap her neck. This girl is unhinged, and I'm going to unhinge her neck from her body. Okay. 17. It's unarmed, right? Yep. Okay. So you grab her, and right as you grab her, uh, the light has completely like faded, like the white light from her eyes. Mm-hmm. You cr- end up uh, actually cracking her collarbone, and she screams out again and kind of goes limp in your hand. And Ulrich actually pounds on his bars and goes, Ruby, be careful. Emily then runs up to Myra. She's supposed to follow me. And she goes, hey, nice toy. And she swipes at it. What do I do for, I need a hero point and I used it. So I can't do anything, can I? Correct. So. But my parry plus 10, is that what you're going to ask for? Yep. Is 25. Roll a strength check. 12 plus 2 is 14. She grabs at the weapon for a moment, but you immediately pull it out of her hands. And that's it? And that's her turn. Okay. So now it's your turn again. Well, now she's, like, right in my face, so I can easily just shoot, right? What are you, what are you doing? She's firing the weapon at her, but... I mean, you already hit her. Well, I mean... I think you, you should try and, like, act, like do something physical now. Cause here's the thing. I don't know exactly what it did, so... We don't know exactly what it did, but it took away the yellow glow, which is what is what she admits when she is insubstantial. Oh, okay. So she basically, we can, we can assume she can't do that. Yeah. Okay. I'll say the, uh, the weapon is good for four turns. Okay. So I used it twice. It worked the second time. Maybe I shouldn't keep using it just in case. What do I, what, what's the guard doing? Um, <laughs> didn't you kill him? Yeah. The one left oh, and the other right. died. That's right. Well, or sorry, we don't know if he's dead, but. Apparently, if I ask people about their names, they either get killed or put into comas. Well, then maybe you should learn your <laughs> lesson and stop asking. I'm just trying to be polite. See, okay, when Ruby was like, let me make another box, even though this pisses her off because she doesn't like being locked in boxes. I was like, we should come up with a different way to capture her so that it throws her off and doesn't make her feel immediately like she's in like prison. Okay, I just want to remind you that this woman literally just, like, killed a guy in front of you. Yeah. I just feel like you guys are way too concerned for her well-being right now. I wasn't, I- Oh, are you saying that we should be trying to kill her? No, I'm not saying you should be trying to kill her, I'm just saying, like, you're like, I don't want to make her- You sound like you're saying, like, I don't want to make her feel traumatized. Well, no, it's because she knows how to fight that, that's what I mean. Like, she- Oh, okay. Like, she has experience with that, and we want to throw her off and not give her what she's already expecting and knows how to deal with. I was hoping that she would, like, try to backflip out of it again and knock knock herself out. I feel like she's probably, like, a gymnast. And would it'd be very rare for her to do that? Um, not if she thought she, not if she thought she was gonna phase through it and then just backflipped into a wall. Okay, for my turn, I think I want to just run around her real fast to confuse her. In order to do this, you would actually be using extra effort because you don't. Okay, you can do that, but if it, it's gonna fatigue you the next turn, then you won't be able to run as far like next time. But I'd be half speed, and I go pretty fast anyway, so. So, like, you won't be able to attack and move at the same time if oh. you're fatigued. Okay. I would say running really fast and maybe punching her. That would be fast attack. I guess I will try to knock her out. Just like regular punch? Yeah. All right, roll a unarmed attack. 
Oh, that's not good. Four plus ten is fourteen. Oh, no. You swing, uh, but she kind of, like, ducks underneath you. And now it's Ruby's turn again. Or, actually, I guess, no, you only didn't, you know, you didn't move, so you only didn't attack. Yeah. So if you want to do something else, you can. Um, I think it's probably a good idea for me to run out of the way now, just in case. So where do you run to? I run to... Myra runs close to Ruby. Okay, Ruby, it's your turn. Uh, so I still I can't do any of the illusion powers, because I want to keep up that one illusion. I think if we get like cl- to the other side, where like the elevator would block the view of him anyway, then you can let go of the illusion for... Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. So I am going... So, you know, I'm trying to uncles make objects to have her be like, what the hell? So I'm just going to make a sword. So describe how that how that forges. I just, uh, put my hand out, and so a sword, a sword forms, shimmering into being. And she kind of looks like, oh. <laughs> oh. And then I move as far as I can away from, like, where Alex is. All right, anything else for your turn? I want to say, uh, come and get me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, it would be that thing. She doesn't really want her to come and get her. She just really wants her away from that holding cell. And she goes, what are we playing? Keep away. And uh, she runs towards Myra and tries to punch her again. Um, I didn't use extra effort, right? Last time? Correct. Okay, so I am not fatigued. And even if I was fatigued, I'd still be faster. Okay. Um, she misses you again. Yes. And it's your turn again. Myra runs close to Ruby in an attempt to get Emily... Further away from Alex's holding cell. Okay, just an idea. You could grab her and drag her. But wouldn't that just piss her off? Yes, all of this is going to piss her <laughs> off. <laughs> That's fair. We're trying to attack her. But, like, we also don't want her to phase her hands through our bodies, so... I don't think she can right now. Oh, that's right. I I stopped that, didn't I? But we're on turn number three. This is, the like, the third one, so her power is like... Okay. Yeah, she'll do that. Myra grabs Emily... And runs with her. Make a grab check, which is your strength. That's a six plus two is eight. <laughs> so, no, you actually don't yeah. get her. Do you, you can try extra effort again to get another standard action. Sure, yeah. Myra tries again to grab Emily and run with her. Twelve, fourteen. All right, so you get a hold of her, actually. Thank God. Yay! And now we need to make uh, opposing strength rolls again. Ooh, actually, you don't even need to roll. Uh, critical miss. You have a hold of her. You can move as you please. Oh, yay. So you didn't even need mine? Nope. Sweet. Where do you take her? Myra grabs Emily straight on, both arms, lifting her up in the air. And she kind of wiggles a bit, but she can't move. And runs to the furthest point in the holding cell area away from Alex. This Intel Drop was brought to you by Pope Brandon Bronson on Bandcamp. Some towns have back-and-forth battles between their most popular cafes, but in Riverside City, no one holds a candle to Lunar Lattes. While they never expanded outside of Riverside, longtime residents of the city are loyal to the brand. Each store has its own character of art and furnishings, typically purchased from artists in the neighborhoods. Founder Rebecca Weber said the idea came to her in a dream. I was dreaming that I was out at sea, but like, the sea was made of coffee. And then I woke up and was like, wowza, I could use a bagel and a latte right now. Not long after that, she teamed up with some friends to open the first store. The company has always followed Weber's odd intuition, adding new pastries and drinks that the customers loved. You know, I never expected a sriracha latte to take off, but good golly, people just really love them. 
The chain really took off when local hero The Crafter revealed that it was his favorite shop. In response, Weber created the Crafter Cappuccino, which has a mysterious dark chocolatey flavor. This Intel Drop was brought to you by Pope Brandon Brownson on Bandcamp. Looking for someone to make you laugh, plus creates original music and cool remixes? Well, the Pope of the Internet has you covered. You can find a link to their channel at masksandmayhem.com support. Is she conscious? Not as far as you can tell. Is there anything around I can tie her up with? A lot of water. I mean, I can drown her. Tie someone up with water, you don't have to. How can I tie them up with water? The same way you're doing your force field, you form it around them. Okay, well then I'll try to make some water cuffs. Yeah, make a, make a roll. And that would be plus my water, 21. Alright, uh, the water that you had uh, forms around her hands and kind of like a, ball, a sphere and holds them together uh, as she is just kind of limp on the ground. And as you... Or her feet too. Oh, oh sorry. Yeah, hog tying. Sorry. Well, like getting all um, of them at once. Uh, the spheres of water form, uh, form around her hands and her feet, tying her to the ground as she lies there. And right as that happens, two uh, black Union vehicles pull up and agents get out of each of them. Uh, these are not agents you've ever seen before. Just in time like always, huh, guys? The one looks at you kind of funny. The other one actually just runs over immediately to Betsy. Uh, I'm going to yell to the one running over to Betsy. Yeah, get her back to Union as soon as you can. There's something wrong with her. And this one here did it. And he yells out, she's got a pulse. Good. And then while you're here, the guy that's standing inside, he's the one that gave her these pills, that gave her these powers. And Tristan runs out and says, my God, thank God you've arrived. These two are getting into a bit of a scuffle out here and destroying everything. The email I sent would have gone to these guys as well, right? Because I CC'd all of Union. Yeah. If you will check your phones, you'll find the email that I have sent to everyone at Union, that Tristan Wagner here is the one who is responsible for manufacturing the pills that Adrian Hughes here was taking that gave her these powers that ended up hurting Betsy. And who knows what else. And, and Tristan looks offended. Pills? I mean, we develop legal pharmaceuticals, but I've developed no such pills. I, And he reaches out. Uh, make a perception roll. Eleven. Okay. Uh, when he reaches out towards you to point at you, you see a small uh, tattoo on his wrist of a, a red diamond. Uh, sorry, um, it's a red and a black diamond. Like, it's cut in half, almost kind of like a, like a playing card kind of look. Okay. But he reaches out and he points towards you and says, There is no evidence that would connect me to such a crime. Where this woman got these pills, I don't even know. I had never even met her before tonight. Well, I guess we'll leave that for the emails to decide, Tristan. The union agent, uh, the one, hoists Betsy up and puts her into the back of his vehicle, uh, and the other one has put additional cuffs around Adrian Hughes and has uh, like kind of slumped her over in the vehicle as well. Okay, are they not going to grab Tristan? And the one walks up to you and goes, I mean, this email, I can, we can send this to like a legal team, but we don't have any, this just proves that his company is, is developing something. It doesn't say anything in here about manufacturing or completion or sales i mean i say all it really does is implicate i don't think we have enough to take him right now so we just let him walk we have clear evidence of what miss hughes here was doing but we don't have anything specifically to give him personal responsibility for that action in that case i guess we'll just have to use union's resources to see what we can nail him with the agent kind of like nudges your shoulder a little bit like kind of like like tapping you let's get out of here we got to get the director back to safety you're right betsy's health comes first I imagine Tristan is going to be smarmy. So as yeah, I, he's also he's been holding a martini glass the whole time. Still, 
I bet he has. So as we go uh, get into the car, I look back over my shoulder and say, I'll be back, Tristan. Of course, Yardak. I'm sure we still have plenty to discuss. Mm-hmm. Like those plans that I have, I'll be sure to look into them. And his brow furrows a little bit as you get in the car and the car begins to pull away. And he watches you as the car takes off, never moving from the spot and just watching until you turn a corner and he can no longer see you. All right, now it's Ruby's turn. She can still see the holding cell, right? No, she cannot. Okay. Plus, it's also dark in the room, so. Yeah. I will drop the illusion and try and do razzle-dazzle again. All right, I need to roll a fortitude save. I feel like I roll, like, I used to play a role a lot less in this game compared to others. Yeah, well, because yeah, a lot of your powers are instantaneous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh, so you have blinded her. Yeah! Uh, she, she, well, she can't even move, because, especially because she can't move her arms. Um, so she just go, she just kind of yells out, ah, when, when you, uh, when you activate the Razzle Dazzle, because you're also right next to her, so <laughs> it was right up in her face. Ouch. Yeah. I have no pity about this. All right. Anything else? I have, a, I... I have a question out of character. How long are we going to be alone with Emily? <laughs> like, where's the other guard? <laughs> That's a great question. Maybe I mean, to be can- fair, this is all this is all taking place over the course of about thirty seconds. Yeah, I will say this needs to stop. All right, she struggles against you, Myra. Roll another strength check. Seventeen plus two is nineteen. So she actually throws you off, but she also like kind of just swiping at the darkness. She can't see what she's doing, and now it's your turn again. Does it take extra effort if I, like, try to do, like, rapid punch? No. Okay, so I do that. All right, make a, an armed attack roll. Yeah, that's a nine plus ten. Nineteen. So you hit. Tell, tell me how that looks. Myra faces Emily and does rapid punches right in her stomach. All right. Okay. You punch her really hard in the stomach. As you punch her really hard in the stomach, she actually coughs up some more blood oh. from her earlier injuries and just falls down face first on the ground. Sorry, Emily. And she breathes heavily, blood kind of just pooling from her mouth, and then her eyes just kind of flutter and she goes limp. So are we out of initiative? Yes. I would like to run over to that guy she put her hand through. Yeah, uh, you run over to him and he is also- Is he dead? Uh, like- he is not dead, but he is like grip because again, this was all like thirty seconds. But he is like grabbing his stomach and and he starts he starts shaking actually. Okay, why the one time Yardak isn't here? As you as you're like getting up to him, the lights start coming back on in the room. Okay, well that's a good sign. Do I have service down here? No, no. <laughs> Are there phones anywhere? Because this is like I was assuming like, that, a there's no, phones? like a landline to call elsewhere in the building. No, but he has, like, a little thing on his shoulder, like one of those little walkie-talkies. Okay, I grab the walkie-talkie and go, we need a doctor down in the holding cell. Like, immediately. In the holding cell area, immediately. And Frank comes over the line, he says, we just got power back on. What's what's happening? We're on our way. We just took Emily out. Uh, he She put her hand through Agent Andrews, and I, I don't know if he's gonna make it if someone doesn't come down here. All of a sudden, out of the elevator is Agent Kevin Lewis, Frank Dunlap, and a couple of other agents, and Sloan Matthews, Dr. Alvarado's assistant, who runs over with a med kit to Peters, uh, and he orders two of the guards to form a gurney uh, out of their supplies, and they hoist him up and bring him into the elevator. 
Meanwhile, Lewis cautiously approaches uh, Emily. I'm going to look at Frank and be like, well, your device worked. <laughs> yeah, but the question is how long. He puts out his hand towards you, Myra, kind of reaching for the weapon. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I mean, I guess I trust him with it because he made it, so <laughs> I give it to him. He takes it and he hands it over to another one of the guards and says, train that thing on her. If she moves, hit her again. I'm going to go upstairs and work on trying to build some kind of more permanent containment. I guess we should get this other dude out of here while she's down here. No, they're already taking him up in the gurney. They took him into the no, elevator. No, 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 the Alex. Alex. Oh. Uh, yeah, he, he's kind of just, like, looking over because he can't really see what's going on except for the, you know, pool of blood where the guard was. And I say, I don't, I think we need to get Alex out of here. I don't think she ever realized he was even down here. I made it look like his holding cell was empty. And Kevin Lewis looks at you and goes, good work, Ruby. I'll get him out of here. You, you go home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired, okay? Before he goes over to Alex, Lewis pats you on the back, Myra. You did good work today. Thanks. I do my best. And actually, Ruby, as you go to leave, Ulrich gives you a thumbs up. I give him a thumbs up back. And I say, I'll, I'll bring more uh, DVDs next time. Is there any, any DVDs you, you want in particular? And he shakes his head no and puts his hand up. <laughs> no, like, stop. Like, no more. I, well, I took it as a thank you. Yeah. Oh, okay. A little like both. a thank you wave, <laughs> and also please no. <laughs> <laughs> is like Alan is Agent Rickard still like hanging out in the medical area? No, right? No, Agent Agent Rickard is nowhere to be seen tonight. Actually, I'm going to ask Maya because I don't think I ever did. What's the, have you seen Gemini? When I went to the bank, I found her seriously injured, so I took her to the medical bay earlier. Okay, I'm going to go check up on Gemini and see how she is doing. Can I join you? Yes. All right, you walk into the medical bay, and Gemini is still kind of passed out, um, and Matthews, who's there with uh, with Agent Peters, is kind of just examining, like, going back and forth, kind of rapidly examining both of them. And he goes, oh, hey, guys, uh, I'm going to I'm gonna call the doctor in, but I'm going to need you guys to, to not be in here. We're going to need all the open space we can get. Oh, okay. Okay. We'll, we'll keep you updated on him. Question, RC, because I remember okay. Gemini's backstory from back, like, a while ago. Do uh-huh. does Ruby know who James is? Because I think Rachel does. Jack and no, that was a discussion Jack. that uh. I don't think Gemini ever told me that. Yeah, Gemini never told you that, and Gemini actually never told anyone that in the group. Okay, cool. That's what I thought because I did not know anything about what that was. So you guys have kind of been shushed out of the room. All right, I guess we guess we should just go home then. I guess so. I have a question about how I guess I look pretty like part of my zipper's just gone. From, ex- from existence. <laughs> like, And you look a little tired, I'm sure. Yeah. Look a little beat up. So you're both heading home for the night? Yeah. Yeah. As you're walking out the door, Yardak is walking in. Hey, hey Yardak! And he's carrying Director Bullard. Oh. <gasps> oh, no! Chapter 6. Life of the Party. Part 3. Hey everybody, Masks and Mayhem uses Mutants and Masterminds 3rd Edition by Green Ronin Press. We are not affiliated. The show was written, produced, and given a brand new car by myself, R.C. Byler. This episode was brought to you by Rebel Cause, with additional support by Pope Brandon Bronson on Bandcamp. You can subscribe to us on Podchaser or wherever you find podcasts. Be sure to leave us a review so we know what you love about the show. You can find us on Facebook at MayhemCast, 
We're always posting cool stuff from behind the scenes, and you should check it out. Do you like the show? Do you want to be included as an NPC? Well, then you can tweet about the show using the hashtag MayhemCast. Our official art is by Jen Evans, and our branding is by AJ Solomon. Our theme music is by Cloud Road Music. Additional music credits, social media links, blog posts, and episodes can be found on our website at masksandmayhem.com.